from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino just outside of Chicago tonight. Got plenty of football to go through. It is Tuesday, which means it is time for Teaser Tuesday. And boy, oh boy, are there plenty of options to choose from. We'll get to that momentarily. But first, let me tee up the rest of the show for you. So we'll start with Teaser Tuesday. But afterward, Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cats, he will be hopping on. And uh, we may be button heads here. Look, you know, I host the Chicago City Cats. He hosts the Detroit one. And we got the Lions and Bears playing this weekend. Going to be the ugliest game of the slate, we can assume. At least the lines are looking somewhat competent offensively, though, and the line has gone in favor of Detroit. So I'm excited to see what Dan's thoughts on there because, you know, we're both like lovable losers in terms of being fans of their football team, right? I mean, the lines just had a terrible loss, and the Bears, you know, they lost in a, just a gross, heartbreaking fashion, and the Bears just lost historically, just disgustingly. So it's kind of. The same side of the spectrum in terms of losing, but completely different in terms of heartbreak. But we'll get into that with Dan in about 15 minutes. Uh, Adam Burke, who does great content work betting-wise here with us at Visa, does a write-up on the newsletter all the time and is always jumping on a lot of shows. He will be giving us some of his thoughts, not only on a couple teaser options in the NFL, but college football as well. And he's going to get a little bit gritty with it. He's going to get into some of the selections that you may not be as interested in or don't want to put the work to handicap. So don't worry. Adam will get that squared away for you. And then toward the end of the show, I'll give away my college football bets that I placed uh, earlier today for the upcoming week. So plenty to get to on tonight's show. Let's get started like we always do on this day, the week being Tuesday. It's time, baby. Teaser Tuesday. Let's jump into it with some of the action for NFL Week 4. Betting opportunities when it comes to teasing. All right, let's begin with Thursday night football. We start right away, baby, with Teaser Tuesday, and it's the Bengals hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is going to be a very popular teaser opportunity because we get the home favorite of just over seven in Cincinnati. They're currently laying seven and a half totals at 46 money line for since he's about minus 335 plus 273 on the buyback for Jacksonville. And I guess let me preface really quick. Like we always do uh, historically, the most viable teaser options are the home favorites of just over seven. So you're seven and a half, eight, eight and a half point favorites. 
So you tease them down by six, gets you through the key numbers of seven and three. So the Bengals, for example, being a home favorite of seven and a half would fit the bill. The other side, short home and road underdogs of about just over plus one. So plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half. Tease them up by six, you get over the key numbers of three and seven. All right, so we preface that the Bengals fit into the category of the home favorite of just over seven, lane seven in the hook as they host the Jacks. Now, every favorite has won in Thursday night football as of this point. Yeah, I know it's short. It's just been three games, and this is going to continue. Let's be honest. I mean, this Cincinnati team has looked fairly decent as of this point. They even almost came back in the game. They lost against the Bears and almost got the dub there, even though they really weren't in it. But my point being, Cincinnati's got a fine offense, okay? And the concern was with that offensive line, but based on at least who they've played as of this point, and it hasn't been that much of an issue except for against the Bears. You know, looking against Minnesota, yeah, that's probably a game the Bengals should have lost if, you know, Delvin Cook doesn't fumble that ball. But the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't the Minnesota Vikings, right? This Jags offense has been brutal. Urban Meyer doesn't know what he's doing. Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked great, which I feel like not enough people are talking about, although it's not surprising considering the bad team he was going into. So you're getting a good spot here with Cincinnati. And again, we don't want to lay over the key number of seven, right? I mean, that's a tall task, especially or despite rather how bad the Jags have looked. So why not go ahead and tease it down with Cincinnati? A perfect spot to do that with the Bengals. And also, if you do tease down the Bengals and they don't cover, you could always go back and put it with another team since it's the early game. Just something to consider. So that's a good spot to look forward to right off the bat, Thursday night, Bengals and Jags. Then let's move on to Sunday. We got the Washington football team on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta finally getting a much-needed dub on the road against the G-Men. However, despite the win, they're a home dog in this spot, catching one and a half. So what you do here, you tease them up by six, takes you through that key number of three and seven. Then all of a sudden, you get the Falcons catching seven and a half. Now, is that something you want to trust? I, I don't know. I personally don't want to touch this teaser opportunity. This isn't one I'm infatuated with because even though I teased up the Falcons last week, I'm not rushing to do it this week because of the volatility that Atlanta poses week after week after week. Now, Washington on the other side, they haven't done anything that would make me think that, you know, Atlanta wouldn't be able to cover that teaser spot against them. Absolutely. But it's just that you really just don't know what to expect out of Atlanta. So although this is a good teaser spot for Atlanta as a home dog, it's not going to be one that's making my official betting slate. All right, let's move on then to what about the Colts and Dolphins? This one's a little bit more intriguing because you have a little bit more trust maybe in this Indianapolis team. They're the away dog catching two. You could tease them up by six to eight. If you don't want to be on the whole number, tease them up six and a half to eight and a half or just wait till this number alters a little bit. But you could get the Colts from two to eight points, what they would be catching on the road. Yes, Indianapolis is 0-3 as of this point, but Miami hasn't looked great, okay? You know, they got the win in week one barely against the Patriots because they benefited from a fumble from a running back. And then these last two weeks, I mean, yeah, you had your chance against the Raiders and you covered at least, but... You know, maybe Brissett is a better option than Tua. Despite who's playing quarterback, I would obviously rather do, you know, teasing the Colts up than anything in this game because I think Miami is at this point where they're a little bit too tough of a team to trust. And I think the advantage for Indianapolis in this game may be trusting Jonathan Taylor and utilizing him on the ground game. That's how he could pick apart this Dolphins defense, and that would slow the tempo and give him a good opportunity to cover that higher spread in the teaser. So you could tease up the Colts, but again, not a spot I'm necessarily in love with. All right, let's move on then to a game we will be talking about later. Uh, with the Bears and the Lions, again, Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cast, will be joining us in 15, and we'll share our thoughts on this game with our respective teams. But this one went down to 2.5, so it opened 3.5, went all the way down to 2.5, and, and now it's at 3. But you're lane minus 115 to take the 3 with Detroit, so it wouldn't be surprised if you see it at 2.5 again. And then it could be that situation where you tease up Detroit from catching two and a half to catching eight and a half. And let's be honest, that is not a bad spot at all to be looking the other way against Chicago. I would be taking the point at three and a half with Detroit when it opened that way anyway. So why not even give yourself more security and take the eight and a half if it gets down to that again? I, I, I got to stay away from this one just because this would be a classic game where it's like, yeah, the Bears could lose and it would be utterly embarrassing. But at the same time, it would be so infuriating that you're like, all right, I, I don't trust the Bears. And even if they do win, you know, maybe it's just by a field goal or a touchdown. 
but then they would just go out there and dominate and give you a little bit of hope and then disappoint you the next week and at the same time rooting your bet. So I think so many outliers and so many weird things in this division game could occur. But yes, Detroit teasing them up should be a viable option. Will I be doing it? Again, probably not my top of the list in terms of plays for teasers. But one that is drawing a lot of interest, as it did last week in a similar situation, what about Minnesota? When they're taking on the Seahawks, they were a great teaser spot. They won the game outright, as we know. Could they do it again at home this week against Cleveland? Well, Minnesota's catching two points in this spot. So you tease them up by six. That takes you to eight. If you wait a little bit, you could get the hook, and then you don't have to deal with the push potentially. But this could be a solid spot for Minnesota. All of their games have been close, except for the game that they won outright. And why couldn't it be again against this Cleveland defense that, yeah, looked amazing against the Bears, but that was the Bears. This Vikings offense can actually move the ball down the field and take advantage of the secondary that isn't as good as they looked against the Bears last week. So I know a lot of people are liking taking the points with Minnesota, and I don't blame them. But again, not the top teaser that I want to look at. But one that is making the list for top teaser. What about the Saints and the Giants? New Orleans on track to get their first home game in however many days it's been because they've been playing in the neutral site uh, for their home game. So now they're going back to the Superdome. Guess what? They get a favorable opponent against the Giants who have just been looking brutal this year. You get the Saints minus 8.5, tease them down 6 to minus 2.5. Absolutely perfect opportunity for New Orleans here coming off a solid win against the Patriots. This line has actually been ticking back up in favor of New Orleans. Uh, you could have got them at about 7.5 yesterday or even this morning. But the Saints are a very, very good spot for a teaser. Home favorite of over 7. Right now they're 8.5, and, and the line seems to be going their way. So jump on that if you want to uh, sooner rather than later because it has been going to New Orleans. Rightfully so. How do we trust the Giants right now? You can't. Uh, then another option is if we keep looking down, the Seahawks and the 49ers. We're getting a division game here, and this was actually two and a half, and now it's back up to three, so this one's probably going to keep going back and forth. But Seattle, when they were catching two and a half, of course, tease them up six, you get them to eight and a half, against his 49ers team that blew the lead, or didn't blow the lead, but uh, they had their chance. Well, they did blow the lead at the end, but they weren't leading for the whole game. And now you're getting a division game against the Seahawks team that, yeah, is coming off a loss, but has a good offense. You know, trusting the Seahawks defense is tough, so that's why the three points being narrow is a little bit of a rougher decision. Tease up the Seahawks. Could be your viable play there as the away short dog. Ravens and Broncos, another road dog here. Baltimore catching one and a half. Denver has had a cupcake schedule as at this point. I know Baltimore made it close against Detroit, but this is a great spot, not only potentially for an outright, uh, outright win for Baltimore, but to tease them all the way up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. That is a very good look if you think Baltimore can do enough against his Denver defense. Has had looked great, but again, you know, they haven't played anybody tough as of this moment. Then also another one, you get the Packers and the Steelers. Green Bay, now they're at six and a half. They were at seven. I know this isn't necessarily right over seven, but I still think this could be a good spot to tease down this Green Bay team against this incredibly banged up Steelers squad. Take a look at Green Bay teasing them down as a home favorite. I know you don't cross the two key numbers, but there are some aberrations, and the Packers are one. And how can we not talk about the Bucks and the Patriots? I know it's a road favorite, and I hate doing it, but if there's a time to do it, you tease down the Buccaneers from seven, so they just went outright with Tom Brady going back to Gillette Stadium. Those are all the teaser options. I'll give you my official plays at the end of the show. Coming up next, talking Lions and Bears, Dan Leach joins us. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every single week. Check them out wherever you subscribe to your podcast to get five new episodes every week partnered with Bet Rivers. Okay, welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host of Rush Hour and host of the Chicago City Cast, as I always allude to when we discuss it and bring on some of the fellow City Cast hosts. And one of them joining us now, and that's Dan Leach, who you can give a follow on Twitter at DanLeach971. He hosts the Detroit City Cast, and him and I are button heads this week, baby. His Detroit Lions taking on my Chicago Bears. All right, Dan, before we even get into that. I need to get your reaction on the game this past week because, you know, that it just seems like classic Detroit Lions fandom, right? You just, you get excited, but you, you realize you don't want to get your heart broken, so maybe you limited yourself. But honestly, I feel for you. You guys kind of got shafted with the no-delay game call at the end of that game. The clock hit zero for about two seconds. Did they get moved back? Justin Tucker isn't making that kick. So what were your feelings? I'm sure it was a roller coaster of emotions. How are you feeling after that game? Well, it's great to see you. And since, uh, you know, it's been a battle between you and I this week, Chicago, Detroit, I'll just start with this. At least that Justin Tucker, Tucker field goal that was 66 yards wasn't 19 more yards than our offense because that's what the Bears had, 47 yards. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was brutal. And we talked about this after the Niners game, Danny where I am a huge Lions fan. I don't apologize about that. I've covered the team for years, but I'm, I'm not a columnist. I'm not a beat writer. I'm, I'm a fan, and I always have been. And I, I accepted that this new regime, Brad Sherlock Holmes, the GM, and Dan Campbell biting kneecaps and jumping down uh, on top of you know pyramids, I, that this was going to be a rebuild. And then maybe finally the Lions went outside the organization, You know, had a search committee, didn't hire a crony, didn't hire Matt Millen, and that it's going to take some time. So I accepted that, you know, the win total, four or five games, and I guess, you know, it was five over five was the win total uh, and a lot of the different sports books, including Bet Rivers. And I, I was accepting that it was going to be a, a rough year. And it's about being good, you know, for a decade if you have to be bad for three or four years. And then the Niners game happened, and they're down 24, the two-minute warning, had the ball with a chance to maybe tie that game. And then, of course, they led the Green Bay game at halftime on Monday Night Football. And, of course, on Sunday, and you mentioned, you know, everyone's talking about the delay game penalty. But how about, uh, you know, rushing three on fourth and, what was it, 19 with Lamar Jackson? That's a problem, too. But then to lose, this is the second time in this franchise's history. No one else has had this. They've been lost twice to, to record field goals. Tom Dempsey with half a foot in 1970. And now Justin Tucker for 66 yards. And by the way, just a random fact, both the finals of those games were 1917. So I don't know. Wow. Maybe we should go back to World War One. I. I don't know what's going on. 
But it's it's one of these things where I'm not going to allow myself to get sucked back in. I know this is a rebuild, but you you talk about an absolute lion-ass you know loss. That is that is the epitome of how you lose a game that you should have won. Maybe you should have lost it in the first place, but that you played great, golf played great. They found a way to get the lead late, and Justin Tucker root sixty sixes you. You're right. That is the epitome of a Lions loss, and I felt for you. And there were so many chances. You're right. I mean, there's so many little things that we could focus in on, and it's funny. You know, you talk about that being the epitome of a Lions loss. When I see something like that happen, I think that's like it, it doesn't happen to – or it happens to everyone else but the Bears in terms of the doink going in, right, ever since thou who shall not be named <laughs> doinked it twice and it didn't make it. Every other kick after that that it's doinked, I swear, has gone in. So it's just ridiculous to see that. And everyone else gets the right bounces. But you were on the short end of the stick there. That was a tough loss. But you're right. You know, you're accepting. It's a rebuild. And at least they're playing competitively. Even though they're not getting the dubs, maybe they have the opportunity this week. I know they do based on what we've seen from the Bears as of this point, Dan. And the betting odds kind of reflect that. This one opened three and a half. Went down to two and a half I saw earlier today. And now it's back at three at Bet Rivers. Total has taken some love to the under. Now it's at 42. Your immediate thoughts for this game and what kind of betting angles maybe are you seeking out early on? Yeah, well, I'll say this. By the way, we have this phrase here in Detroit, SOL, same old lines. That is exactly what we had we had on Sunday. And it's happened for, you know, 60-plus years. But this game, you look at that in the Lions schedule, and like I said, if you accept it if you're a Lions fan, it's going to be a rough year. It's not about wins and losses. It's about how you improve and grow through the season. I've talked about that a lot, including on, on the Detroit City cast, because we have Lions fans that think this team was going to go 10 and, and 7 or, you know, 12 and 5. I'm like, you're nuts. But th- you look up and down that schedule, Danny, and there's not many chances for wins. And unfortunately, the NFC North is kind of garbage. I mean, Minnesota's winning, you know, hanging in games that maybe they shouldn't. And Green Bay, we don't know how great they are. Obviously, they have Aaron Rodgers. But the Bears and Lions are not good. And I mentioned the 47 yards of total offense for the Bears, uh, you know, last week in that loss against the Browns. And then Matt Nagy, I was talking about all three quarterbacks, like, you know, Foles and Dalton and Strawberry Fields could play. Maybe bring Jim back Jim McMahon. But I, I look at I look at this game, and I this is one of the few times I will actually right now in, take the Lions to win outright. I think this is a game the Lions, the way they played against three Possible playoff teams, three of at least the top 10 or 12 teams in the NFL at worst in the first three weeks. and had a lead on the Packers on the road in game number two. The Bears offense is putrid no matter how who's out there. And I, I just, I like the money line right now. I know it's not like a, a tremendous value as far as like a plus 200. But the Lions, you know, have had their troubles at Soldier Field. But they've been better in the last, I would say, decade plus of winning some times there. And with how bad the Bears are, they don't know who the quarterback's going to be. And that can affect your preparation I'm going outright on the Lions. That's my one and only angle right now because I just think the Lions are going to win four or five games at most, and this is going to be one of them. When you look at this Lions team now, offensively, they've obviously done very well as at this point, as you mentioned. You know, the second half comeback against the 49ers, first half looking good against Green Bay, and then, you know, they did enough at least to almost win against Baltimore. Where do you think they're going to be able to nitpick or take advantage of the Bears' defense? Because the Bears' run defense has been very sound. Pass defense isn't awful, but that's kind of been their weak spot if there's been any. I mean, there definitely has been, and that's been it. But do you trust Jared Goff and the receiving crew to really take advantage of that, or do you think the Lions are going to try to implement that run game and try to find those gaps in the Bears' run defense? I'm going to give you a name here, and uh, you guys are in Chicago. You know, if the Chicago fans know this, uh, DeAndre Swift. I mean, DeAndre Swift, you know, whether the Bears' run defense is going to play great or going to play moderately Okay, or gonna play bad. DeAndre Swift is when healthy, really showing. I mean, he didn't have a, a crazy game uh, against the Ravens, but he did have 14 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown, and he did have, you know, seven receptions and 60 yards. He is a guy that can get 100 total purpose yards, uh, you know, game to game. I like what he's able to do. Goff has not had gaudy numbers, but he's not turning the ball over. He threw for 217 in in the loss to the Ravens, but he didn't turn the ball over. No interceptions. And then, you know, you got to have a guy like TJ Hawkinson who was not existing in two targets in uh, the game in the loss against the Ravens. I think he could be a factor against that Bears secondary, which has not been terrible, but obviously I, I think Hawkinson's the kind of guy that can take over a game when you're in the red zone. I know the Lions are currently, I think it's 11 straight trips to the red zone that they've scored a touchdown. It's the longest streak in the wow. NFL. So that's where I think the Lions have a chance to capitalize against a Bears defense. It's not bad, but it's not great. And that's why I look for the Lions to have a really tremendous advantage in this one with just how bad the Bears have played. I know it's on the road, 
but this is a Lions team that can travel well based on what they've got. It's not a lot of depth on offense, but that's what makes you feel good about the Lions on, on Sunday. All right, Dan. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one, and you and I will talk more about it in our next episode of the CityCast. So, again, be sure to check it out wherever you get your podcasts available. Dan and I will definitely tweet that out, make it available on all the social media, all those networks and that good stuff. But, Dan, we got about 45 seconds. Before we let you go, looking at the broad scope of the NFC North, Packers are now a $4 favorite to win the division. Vikings plus 350. We'll pretty much just narrow it down to those two teams. Do you have faith in Minnesota? Can they outlast Green Bay? Because this Packers defense has not looked great. I don't. I I don't know how Minnesota's hanging in some of these games. I mean, they're playing definitely above their heads, and I've been impressed so far. But in the end, even though Green Bay is not this crazy world beater that some thought they were going to be, maybe they end up being that way. Green Bay is still the class of the division. It's you know getting some a little value on Minnesota, but you're not taking the Lions fifty to one. That's for sure. But I still think Green Bay is going to win the North. Yeah, they're minus four dollars right now. Great comeback at the end. Uh, against the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. The dude is incredible and always makes us in the NFC North realize we have no chance to win the division and overcome the Packers until he is gone. But, hey, Dan, I'm looking forward to reconnecting later. I know you and I will have a great episode ranting on both of our teams for the CityCast for Detroit and Chicago. Until then, take care, and we'll look forward to catching up again soon. Always a pleasure, my man. At Dan Leach, ladies and gentlemen, at Dan Leach 971 on Twitter. Again, catch him co-hosting, or not co-hosting, but we'll be co-hosting with our respective shows. Naturally, as you didn't know, he hosts the Detroit City Cast. It's available wherever you need it. Google, Apple, Spotify, we tweet it out. Instagram, all those good outlets. Check it out, five episodes a week. Local betting perspectives from all the sports angles, but since it's the football season, we are ranting about our lowly teams being the Lions and the Bears. That is... That's going to be a tricky game to handicap. I think I might just have to stay away. We'll see if there could be some intriguing props. Montgomery's always a good guy to look at his props. And against this Lions defense, that obviously isn't great. And against the run, hasn't been fantastic. Maybe Montgomery. And because we know the Bears can't throw the ball, they'll have to rely on David Montgomery. So that could be an angle we take out a little bit later in this week. And I'll give you some of my plays later in the show. Don't worry, I'll give you some of my teasers in college football. But first, college football with Adam Burke coming next here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. And you can do just that by starting your VEASAN free trial right now and you get full access to our sports betting experts, which include 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N dot com subscribe all righty welcome back to rush hour here on v the sports betting network of course i'm danny burke your host and we are always live out of the bet river sportsbook just talking about subscribing to v because of great football content all around and a man who does a great job contributing to it is adam burke you can give a follow on twitter at skating tripods it's fantastic work in terms of the daily newsletter hopping on so many other shows and contributing in every which way for the network so adam uh, welcome officially, because I don't think I've had you on since you've officially been part of the team. Excited to have you aboard and talk some football with you. I know we'll hit both college and NFL in this segment. And I want to begin with college because, you know, there are some big games, right? Some marquee games that everyone's going to be focused in on. But you're looking at a little bit kind of different direction for this late. And I love it because we like to get in the thick grittiness of it in the spot that the public isn't really enamored with. And this game, maybe not the same case, but the other ones will be. But Virginia and Miami, Florida... You know, this is going to be an interesting game, and Miami has been getting the love on the spread here. Now they're up to about five, this total 61.5. Is that the right play here? Is the movement toward Miami the right call, in your opinion? Well, first of all, Danny, I want to say thank you. I'm very happy to be part of the team and happy to be contributing, putting together a lot of good content uh, over at vcin.com and also in the newsletters, as you mentioned. As far as this game here goes, I, my guess here is that positive reports on De'Ara King's health are the reason why this line's going up a little bit. As you mentioned, Miami now touching as high as five and a half. 
I tend to disagree with this line move. Virginia is a team that's gotten pretty unlucky here so far offensively this season. They've put up a lot of yardage, but they haven't put up a lot of points. Only 12 for 21 in the red zone scoring touchdowns. And in the game against Wake Forest last week where they lost outright as a favorite, they lost the game by 20 points, they were inside the Wake Forest 10-yard line three times, and they got three points. So this is an offense in line for some positive regression. I don't think Miami's offense is very good. It's certainly not very efficient. Miami's defense isn't very good. A lot of questions, a lot of turmoil with that program. I actually have Virginia favored on a neutral in this game. So I went ahead and took Virginia plus the five. Surprised to see it go up to five and a half. I don't think we hit six, but I guess it is a possibility. All right, Adam, let's take a look at another matchup then where you may be taking some points, and that involving USF and SMU. Now, SMU's coming off, a, I guess you could call it an impressive win, depending on who you ask against TCU this past week. And now they're laying 20-and-a-half at Bet Rivers currently against South Florida, a high total at 68-and-a-half. Could this be another situation where it's just too many points for the favorite? Yeah, I think it's too many points here for SMU. This is a very similar spot for South Florida to what they were in last week against BYU. BYU coming off of three straight wins against Pac-12 opponents. They were kind of due for a little bit of a letdown. I'm expecting the same thing for SMU here. My line on this game is 17 and a half, and I was very high on SMU coming into the season. They've done nothing to really change that perception. But SMU just beat TCU for the second consecutive game for the first time since 1992-93. And this is a rivalry. SMU in Dallas, TCU in Fort Worth. These two teams play each other pretty much every year. COVID took it away last year. But SMU really wanted that game last week. And the week prior... SMU beat Louisiana Tech on a Hail Mary at the end of regulation to win that game 39-37. So I feel like SMU in line for a little bit of a letdown here in this one. They didn't play as well as the final score would suggest against North Texas. North Texas was 0-4 for 4 on fourth down. They left some points on the field in the red zone as well. But I think SMU may be a little bit overvalued here in this spot. USF is not a good football team, but we saw them cover last week. And I do think Jeff Scott in his second year has improved this program a little bit. So I think it's just a few too many points. And I worry about SMU being fully engaged, especially with the Navy triple option on deck. That's all right, Adam. Well, this next game is going to be a fun one. I think we're going to learn a lot about each team after it in the SEC, Kentucky and Florida. The Gators currently laying eight at Bet Rivers. Total is 55 and a half. Wildcats unbeaten as of this point, and the Gators obviously have looked solid. You know, they almost overcame Alabama. But, you know, again, this is kind of a tricky spot here. I'm sure the public and everybody's going to want to lay the eight with Florida. But is Kentucky a team that maybe we shouldn't automatically just look the other way for? Yeah, you know, I think Kentucky's 4-0 is actually pretty impressive. And I realize that they haven't played the most difficult of schedules. And I know that they played a very close game with UT Chattanooga. Didn't look all that great against South Carolina last week. But Kentucky is 4-0, and they're minus 9 in turnover margin. So this is a team that's winning in spite of a lot of mistakes. And I think that says a lot about a football team when they're able to overcome a little bit of in-game adversity, when they're able to overcome a lot of the mistakes that they've had. Look, Florida's the better team. Florida's the better team in this head-to-head rivalry. The Gators have won 39 of the last 41 against Kentucky. They've won the last two after losing for the first time in 31 games against the Wildcats back in 2018. So I get it. I understand that this is a very one-sided rivalry, but I think Kentucky's better this year. I think their offense is a lot better despite some of the turnover issues they've had so far. The defense is still very good, top 10 in yards per play allowed. And Florida coming off of, as you mentioned, Alabama and Tennessee, two games I think that they put more into. I think Kentucky feels like this is a rivalry. I don't think Florida believes that's the case. So I'll take Kentucky over the touchdown here, plus eight, plus eight and a half. And I also lean under 55 a little bit here, too, which is another reason why I like the points with the Cats. And you're getting the hook, too. So under 55 and a half could be a viable play there as well as taking the points with Kentucky. Good point. I mean, yeah, the Wildcats are certainly going to be amped up for this one, maybe taking it a little bit more seriously than the Gators at this point. So it could be a good lookout for that SEC matchup. And now, Adam, before we brought you on, you know, I was kind of joking, talking about getting to, into some of the grittier games that maybe the public isn't enamored with. And I think this one is the perfect representation of that. And those are the best games to bet college football-wise, though. I, I love doing it. And I'm waiting to hear your analysis on this one because I'm probably going to be telling you I like to find those spots. Rice in southern Mississippi. What can you tell us about this game? Rice is currently favored minus 2.5, a shorter total of 44.5. So what can you tell us about both teams and who do you favor? 
Yeah, you know, Danny, I think it's a great point. I mean, look, money won in the Cincinnati-Notre Dame game is the same as money won in Southern Miss and Rice or Old Dominion and UTEP, where I actually have a, a thought in that game as well. But as far as this Southern Miss and Rice game goes, look, Rice hasn't really looked great here so far. I fully understand that. But according to Jeff Sagarin, Rice has played the 42nd ranked schedule in the country. They played Arkansas, Houston, Texas, and then played Texas Southern, got their first win of the year last week. Southern Miss, even with playing Alabama last week, they've played the 113th ranked schedule in the country, and they've been awful against that kind of schedule. They are 127th in the nation in yards per play offensively. This is a very, very poor Southern Miss team, a very bad offense. Rice's defensive numbers look pretty bad, but that's largely because of the competition that they've played, and they've actually been fairly respectable offensively overall. So, I think two and a half is short here. My line's up closer to a touchdown for this game. A lot of people did like Rice coming into the season. A lot of people liked Rice last season as well. Nobody really likes Southern Miss all that much that I've talked to. So getting this one at two and a half under a field goal, I think Rice is a great play here for this week. As you mentioned, on a game that's going to be pretty forgotten for most people. Okay, all right. We'll look the way of Rice for college football. Adam, we got a few minutes left here. Let's talk some NFL, and I know you're loving some of these teasers this week, as am I. We started with Teaser Tuesday to begin the show and giving away some of my teaser plays at the end, but you and I are similar on one of them at least. Uh, tell us about this Bengals and Saints teaser you have, and then the other one you have as well, but starting with Cincy New Orleans, why do you like those two squads? Yeah, you know, I think we might as well take advantage of teasers while we still can. If we can get them in the minus 120 range, not as great of a bet at minus 130, but a lot of teaser possibilities so far in the NFL, and a lot of them have come through too. So the books are going to start charging a little bit more VIG for those, I think, as we go forward. Something we may want to look to capitalize on now. But look, for this Bengals game, I mean, it's a similar situation to what we had last week on Thursday Night Football. Rookie head coach, rookie starting quarterback. The Bengals are still a relatively young team, at least as far as Joe Burrow goes. But they are at home. They've played very well defensively here so far. Maybe they don't cover the seven and a half, but I certainly think they can cover the one and a half in that game. And then as far as the Saints go, look, I mean, it's not even just that I like the Saints in this spot, and I'm kind of entertaining the idea of going ahead and laying the eight, but it's also because the Giants are going to be very limited offensively. Whether Sterling Shepard plays or not, he'll be less than 100%. He's been a big part of that offense. Darius Slayton, same thing. And also for the Saints here, you talk about kind of those unquantifiable emotional angles. And look, they're back at home for the first time after Hurricane Ida, after the roof of the Superdome caught on fire. You know, full crowd for the Saints here in this game. I don't see how they lose it. Maybe they don't cover the eight, but I certainly think they cover the two. So Bengals and Saints, I think, makes exactly. a lot of sense for a teaser this week. Adam, I'm with you, and that's why I love that spot with the Bengals and Saints. And unfortunately, we ran out of time. I was loving this conversation and lost track of it, but I know you like teasing up the Colts and the Ravens as well. So everybody be on the lookout of that for the VEASAN newsletter. Adam's got you covered. Adam, happy to have you along. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to catching up again soon. Absolutely, Danny. Have a good one. All righty. Finishing out Rush Hour, talking more teasers and my college football bets. Stick around. It is Rush Hour. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all of the pro football matchups, plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-THAT'S-OFF. Okay, welcome back to it. We are wrapping up Tuesday edition of Rush Hour right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. If you didn't know, I'm Danny Burke at Danny Burke 5 You can follow me on Twitter. And we are live, as always, out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. Time to go through some of my plays for this upcoming weekend. I know it's early, but I couldn't wait. Wanted to get some of these good lines and get you ready for Danny's Dimes. No, I did not mean to rhyme, and now I'm going to stop because that was three in a row, and I actually didn't mean to do that, but check out the new animation. Love it by our graphics department, baby. Danny's Dimes, time to get rolling here. Let's start with some college football action, and who better to start off with than my disappointing alma mater, Nebraska. The Cornhuskers taking on the Northwestern Wildcats this weekend. What could go wrong for Nebraska as about a 10.5-point favorite? Now, of course, you can't bet in-state schools being Northwestern in the state of Illinois. So if you have it available in other outlets, let me get you an angle that I think is a solid one. Now, again, it's up to about 10.5, open 9.5, so the love has gone toward the Huskers. The total open 50.5, briefly got up to 51. We're kind of seeing it in that 50 range, somewhere around there. And my focus is going toward the total, and it's staying under. Now, again, you know, I've said this plenty of times thus far. I know it's early, but even preseason, that this had the potential to be the best defense under Scott Frost in his Nebraska regime, and it really has lived up to that hype. Now, Nebraska stayed under the total of 51, because that's the number I was looking at and played it. Um, Nebraska has stayed under that in three out of five games as of this point. Now, when they went over, it was against Illinois, that 30-22 to 22 game in Week 0, but that was just because of crazy, weird things that happened in the first half and you know other outlying situations that are kind of an anomaly that I'm not too you know, honed in on for the fact that I should stay away. Same thing when they beat Fordham. I mean, they put up 52 points against Fordham. They're not going to do that against Northwestern, despite how bad Pat Fitzgerald's defense has looked. But what Nebraska is going to look to do in this game is to control the clock, is to implement the running game. They've been trying to do that all season, and who better to do it against than this Northwestern team that is allowing 186 rushing yards per game. And the Huskers, while they're running it a lot, you know, they're putting up about 200 per game. But Adrian Martinez is your leading rusher, so they're really going to try to get the tailbacks involved here and probably try, trying not to utilize Martinez on the ground as much as they would need to in order for him to improvise and scramble against other better teams in different situations. So I think Nebraska is going to look to wind down this clock and look to run the ball consistently against, again, this Northwestern defense that has not looked great, especially against the run. Now, looking at what Northwestern's offense have or hasn't done, well, where they're really trying to thrive is on the ground game as well, putting up about 214 rushing yards per game. But Nebraska just limiting opponents to 139 rushing yards per game at this point. 
Uh, they are a little bit better against the pass, are the Huskers. So again, maybe Northwestern sees that type of avenue and tries to go in that direction. And of course, that would keep it slower tempo and the less opportunity for big explosive plays. Also, it's just these teams always play close, so I don't want to touch anything with the spread despite how bad Northwestern has looked. You know, in 2020, it was 21 to 13 Northwestern won. Stayed under the total pretty easily. 2019, Nebraska barely won 13 to 10. Also, very easily stayed under that total. So I'm seeing this more so maybe like a 28 to 17 Nebraska win, and that keeps you under that total right at about 45 points. So I think it's, you know, I, I get that people may believe Nebraska could take advantage of this Northwestern defense that hasn't been great, but Nebraska tends to play very even to their competition regardless of who it is as at this point in the season. So, and that's what they've done in years past. Not against good competition necessarily, but especially against lower or even competition, that's the way it's gone offensively. So I think this is going to stay under the total. If you get 51, would advise playing that for Nebraska and Northwestern. Okay, let's get on to a play though that I actually have a couple regarding this game, and that's going to be Army and Ball State. Now, Army, we've bet a couple times this year. We're 1-1. One one. They blew the lead against Western Kentucky and didn't cover. I mean, they won the game, but they didn't end up covering the spread. But I'm thinking they do this week against Ball State. Now, it's up to 7.5. You could always buy down to 7 or look around and get to 7 because I laid the 7 points for this full game with Army. But also another angle I'm looking at is the first half line minus 3.5. We'll get to that in just a second. But this one opened four and a half, and the immediate love is coming in on Army. Again, minus four and a half, up to seven and a half. Rightfully so. They're 4-0 straight up, just 2-2 two and two ATS. But they're coming off a uh, you know, somewhat solid win against Miami of Ohio. You wanted it a little bit bigger, but it is what it is, 23-10. Again, we know they just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They're averaging 39 points per game. Defensively, they're just allowing 19 points per game. 345 rushing yards per contest. And Ball State is a defense that is allowing almost 200 rushing yards per game. Now, speaking of Ball State, this is a squad that has struggled. They're 1-3 straight up, 0-4 against the spread. Their only win uh, came against, who was it, against Duquesne, I think, earlier this season was the only spot that we saw Ball State win this season. So, uh, you know, they're coming off a loss versus Toledo as well. 22-12, to they're only putting up 17 points per game. They're allowing 33 it's just not really a good spot for this squad. Or it wasn't Duquesne, sorry. I was thinking about uh, their only win was against Western Illinois. I'm thinking of the next game we're about to handicap. But Army should be able to take advantage, like they always do, on the ground game against its Ball State defense that does not do well defending the run. So I like it if you can get it at the touchdown to lay the seven with Army. But if you want a different angle, look at that first half. If you can get Army laying three and a half, they have covered that in all four first halves this season being minus three and a half. Army has covered that in all four games in the first half this year. Ball State has failed to cover that in every game except for one, which was against Western Illinois that they ended up winning, but they were even tied with them going into the second half. So very much so consider the first half for Army minus three and a half, as well as Army for the full game minus seven. And then finally, before we unveil my teaser plays that we didn't have time to at the beginning of the show, Texas and TCU, the Longhorns getting some love on the spread, four up to five. TCU's coming off that loss against SMU at home, 42-34. to Just no way I see TCU being able to hold it close with Texas here. And the fact that you can get them under a touchdown, I think that's the right move for this Longhorns team that is 3-1 straight up, as well as 3-1 ATS. They just won 70-35. to Some of their starters being able to get some rest, you would assume. They only lost at Arkansas, but you know, Arkansas is looking pretty decent. They're putting up almost 50 points per game. If you look at TCU... No, offensively, they've done okay, but, you know, they beat Cal at home by two, and then against Duquesne, you know, they won 45-3, to but they haven't played anybody tough. SMU, they just lost to. What makes you think they could keep it close with Texas, somewhat of a rivalry, whatever you want to call it? Play the points with Texas. That's what I did, laying the five with the Longhorns. All right, let's get on to the National Football League before we head out here. Some of the teaser plays, I know, I'm sorry, we didn't have time, so if you've been waiting, let me go out and throw some of those out for this upcoming week. We talked about all the favorable teaser spots, and these are the official plays that I have placed a wager on as of this point. Start with the Bengals. Again, they're a 7.5-point favorite at home Thursday night football against the Jags. Tease them down by 6. It gets you to minus 1.5 right now. But when I got it, it was minus 1 with the Bengals. Uh, Packers are another team we talked about. They're 6.5 right now, but I still think you know there are some 
situations where it's not going to be exactly the right teaser spots that we talk about historically successful. But the Packers taking on this banged-up Steelers team. I, I just don't see Pittsburgh being able to compete despite the struggles the Packers defense has had, and the Packers are at home. So uh, one of the leg of the teasers, Bengals minus one, the other Packers minus a half. Another teaser, I'm doing the Bengals minus one again and paired it with the Saints minus one and a half. Adam Burke was just talking about it. They're playing the Giants, who are just lowly in itself. And then you're getting the first home game at the Superdome this season for the Saints. Emotional, better team are the Saints. Tease them down, pair them with the Bengals. That's the other outlook I did. And how about that Seahawks game? Division game against the 49ers, coming off a loss. No, I don't trust their defense. So that's why I teased them up to catch a nine against the 49ers. And how about the Bucks to minus a half? I get it. I always say don't tease those road favorites down. But if there is a, an exception, if there is an aberration to it, it's got to be Tom Brady going to Gillette and taking on the Patriots at Bill Belichick, right? It's got to be. So tease down the Bucks to just winning this game outright. Pair that with the Seahawks plus nine. You tease Seattle up. And then another one, just to have another combination, did the Saints minus one and a half again and did another one with the Bucks minus a half. Hopefully it doesn't come back to haunt me with teasing the road favorite down, but I think this is the exception because of Tom Brady and this Bucks team. It's a narrative here. It's a storyline. It's got to happen for the GOAT, and that's what I'm banking on. So those are my bets I've made as of this point for the upcoming week in college and NFL. Best of luck to you, Tail. Take care. Enjoy your night. We'll catch up again tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.